When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard show with Mike Molina, Andy Brant Bernard, and at the end of this fraternal group, Ralph W. Basher, MD, the Hackmaster. I think Catherine is going to come in for oh, at I'm least sorry, then. five mixed, minutes. Mixed group. Five minutes, something like that. In any case, we'll be right back, kick things off, Tom Bernard show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience, And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. We're back without that. And with Kristen Burton. But with Kristen, Reporter yes. extraordinaire. Oh. Hello, and who's it? Wait a minute, oh, is Kristen Bird, the reporter I'm, extraordinaire? I'm here. Yes. Hello. 
I can't believe they called you the reporter extraordinaire. <laughs> you jealous. I heard a rumor that you're the one who gave Vern Troyer all that booze. Way to go. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that terrible? He was struggling for so long. Yeah, he had a big I booze mean, problem, didn't he? If you go back 10, you know, it's probably even longer than that. It's probably 15 years and go watch The Surreal Life, which was a reality show that VH1 did right. way back in the day. Right. I mean, it was probably in standard def. That's how long ago it was. Um, it was. He was constantly getting drunk on that show and passing out. And, you know, I think his alcoholism got the best of him, honestly. Well, he did die of uh, his his uh, his blood alcohol level was three times the lethal level. Is that the way that what what? How would they determine the lethal level, Doctor Basham? Oh, it's just a concentration in the blood. So, I don't know what's the LD fifty. It'd be three times that probably. Yeah, yeah, probably three times that. And what is LD fifty? Is point three? It's gonna be about there. Point three. So even so, like his a- his blood was one percent alcohol almost. Man. Woo! That's some. Yeah, poor That's guy. some boozing it up. Man. He's a nice guy. He's hey, a very nice guy. Christian, no, what? three times the legal limit. Oh. Oh, oh three times the limit. limit. Oh, no, I okay. thought they said lethal limit. No. <laughs> Actually, I think on the news last night, they did say lethal limit, and it's legal limit. Well, they yeah. lied to you. Well. But, yeah, three times the legal well, limit. Well, he's so which... tiny. So think about right. how quickly it reaches his bloodstream. Exactly. Yeah, you don't have to drink too much, I suppose. You know, that's another example of a TV anchor, not an anchor, but a TV reporter misspeaking because they said three times the lethal limit. They meant legal limit. (laughs) And I actually heard a woman say they went, things went along fine, but then things went awry. Yeah. Uh, You mean awry? (laughs) Awry. She said awry. She was trying, she was was mixing up, she was mixing her, uh, her uh, Haitian and American metaphors. Have you ever done that? I mean, reading off of a teleprompter, sometimes your brain just cannot figure out what the word is, even though you know what the word is. I mean, I've, I remember being on set, honestly, and thank goodness this was taped and not live, and the word behemoth, I literally, my brain just could not figure out what it was, and I was like, behemoth. Behemoth. <laughs> Instead of behemoth. Behema. And I'm well, like, I know this word, but your brain in the moment is just like flipping out. Full disclosure, one of my first nights on the air, I was 18 years old, so I hadn't been out of Minneapolis, St. Paul too much in my life at 18. But uh, my first night on the air, I reported that uh, there was a golf tournament in La Jolla, California. La Jolla? <laughs> La Jolla. La Jolla. Yeah, but I was 18, La Jolla. There's a lot of weird pronunciations. Um, I think for people that come to California, Sepulveda Boulevard is a big one. A lot of people say Sepulveda Sepulveda when they first get here. Um, Or if you live in New York City, instead of saying, we would say Houston when you see it, but people say Houston Houston is how it's pronounced. Houston Street, yep. And there's there's Cannon, Cannon in uh, Beverly Hills. It should be Canyon. But they don't uh, use the sedia. What's a sedia? No, it's a little wiggly thing on top. Canyon. It, the tilde. Yeah, the NDA? Tilde. Yeah, the but it's canon. The not, tilde. Yeah. Um, so. But the, um, and, and then it happens uh, with, uh, it's the neighborhood, but we say Los Feliz. Los Feliz is what it should be? Yes. Feliz Navidad. Yes. Everyone says Los Feliz. Los Feliz. Eh, they'll get over it. Don't worry about it. The Latin pronunciation? 
Vern Troyer had an extremely high level of alcohol in his system when he called 911 for help, is in three times the legal limit for driving, so that'd be .24. Yep, which is still pretty high. The 49-year-old famous for his mini-me character died Saturday, and toxicology results are pending. He was admitted with a very high level of alcohol in his system. A spokesperson for the Los Angeles County Coroner tells people, adding that the case was reported as a possible suicide. It's not a good way to go. I don't know why you would... uh choose that. Well, it appears that Troyer himself was responsible for the latter, with TMZ reporting that he told the dispatcher and someone at the hospital that he was suicidal. Mm. Troyer had battled alcoholism and depression for years, afflictions all too common in those with dwarfism. I I did not know that. Uh, Depression and alcoholism is common in people with dwarfism. I did not, I had no idea that was true. But Vern was a nice man. I, I talked to him 5,000 times, and he was always very pleasant. Yeah, I've, I've interviewed him a bunch. He was always super sweet. Um, you know, I, I feel for him. I had a lot of friends that were very close with him, and so, you know, it was devastating for them. And But they were just like, there was just no helping him. You know, he had gone to rehab. He had right. tried, you know, his family had tried. But, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to addiction, it has to be up to the person to want to get better. Yeah, that's very true. Well, you dated his uncle or something for a while, didn't you? <laughs> his second cousin, yeah, Matt Troyer. <laughs> oh, his second cousin. I knew it was some relative of his. Yeah, it was a relative. I know. So he, uh, but it? I've had a lot of friends that have worked with him and uh, throughout you know the years and things like that, and everyone always had nice things to say about him. Well, I see. Yeah, I, I would. I would join that band. I would jump on that bandwagon. He was always very, very pleasant to talk to, and. I don't know, it just it makes you sad that a guy like that. I mean, if he told the dispatcher he was suicidal, that's that's really terrible. not a good sign. You're in a dark place when you're telling someone you're suicidal. I mean, it's but you also want help, don't you? That's yes, the thing. Like I think if you're telling true. someone, you want to live. That's what makes it really sad. Yep, I think you're 100 uh, percent correct about that. So Vern Troyer dead at the age of only 49. Uh, a lot of stuff in the news right now. The, the the guy whose father gave him back the rifles, so he went and killed, what what they say now, four people, five people he killed, and he injured a bunch of others at a Waffle House. And then a guy up oh. in Toronto killed 10 people and injured 15 others driving his white van up on the sidewalk. Yep. And, uh, you know, friends of mine talking to other radio stations, and they're just calling me a bastard. And oh, What's that all about? <laughs> What are you doing to make people yell at you? Here's what I said, and I was accused of being a racist in the newspaper for saying this. You ready? Okay. So I said there, there's, a, there's a public radio station here, and I was looking at the lineup, and I said, you know, this is what I love about radio is there's a spot for everyone. They somehow turned that into a racist statement saying that everybody's included and everybody's welcome is somehow racist. Well, isn't that exactly what we're all trying to achieve? We're trying to, uh, like, have gender equality. We want representation of all ethnic backgrounds, all religious backgrounds. Aren't we trying to achieve that in the workplace in general? Yeah, that's what I thought, but apparently I am the worst human being on earth, and I'm a flat-out racist, and I'm just horrible. Huh. There, there. I, I've said this before, and you lived here, and you know this. Half mm-hmm. the people in the state are the most lovely, nicest people you ever want to meet, and the other half are the biggest assholes I've ever met in my life. <laughs> yeah, I are, worked with a bunch of them. <laughs> oh God, they just the arrogant. Oh, it's unbelievable. 
but they think they know better than anybody else, and I'm holy because I believe this, that, and the other thing. You've never done anything to help anyone, but you, you, you have your hearts in the right place. Come on. But you, but you said something nice about uh, a public radio. You know, in essence, a liberal kind of a group. But they carry a liberal flag or a liberal uh, medallion, and maybe they can't accept that. That you you said something nice. That hey, look how inclusive this is. Look how we're, radio is a place where people can be included, yeah. where we you know everybody's voice can be heard, and whether it's on their station or other stations. How many AM stations only speak Spanish in every city in the United States? Play Spanish music, yeah. speak Spanish. Yeah, exactly. So. I, I don't understand how these people think. As Kristen said, I thought that's what we were trying to get to, where we're all inclusive and everybody's, you know, looked at the same. And, I, you know, to tell you the truth, Kristen, that's the problem that the far left and far right has with me, is that I treat everybody the same, and they don't like that. I somehow should treat some people in a special manner, and then everybody else gets treated the same. Because yeah, everyone's a special snowflake. <laughs> I guess. I guess that's what it is. I. It's just, I don't I, know. I still, you know what it is, too. I'm like, I swear to God, and I always say this, and people either completely agree with me on this or completely disagree, um, in that that era, I, I was just outside of that era, but or just before that era, I should say, but of everyone gets a soccer trophy. Yeah. Um, and I, yep. it started on the soccer field. I have no idea why. I mean, I, I will thank my parents left and right for allowing me to lose and learn how to lose um, and then learn the lesson about what, coming, what comes out of failure or not you know, being successful every single time because it makes me scrappy <laughs> and it makes me like want to do better the next time instead of like, well, why didn't I get my trophy? You didn't deserve a trophy. Exactly. You didn't get a trophy because you didn't earn it. How about earning something? That would be good. Exactly. No, that's it would be nice. That's why I love that quote from The Simpsons. Why do we pay so much tax, so many taxes? Well, because we need to support the fire department and the police department and all those people that, gosh darn it, just don't feel like working. (laughs) (laughs) The Simpsons. I love The Simpsons. They're fantastic. They really are. There's a reason they've been on the air all those years. Yeah, it's what, 29 now, Andy? Yeah. I think it's 29 years they've been on the air now. I think so. Um, we had T.J. Miller in studio last Friday. <gasps> you did. Mm-hmm. He was. He talked for an hour and a half without stopping. It was phenomenal. Okay, like how does he feel? Because like I mean, he's been really under the gun for so many things. Yeah, a lot of over different the things. last six months. How is he feeling? Uh, does he feel like he learned a lesson? Does he feel like he needed to learn a lesson? I'll have to go and listen to it, but just. Yeah. Let me know. Well, I think his number one thing is right now he's really struggling with fame. He doesn't know what to do with it. Uh, and, you know, he has international fame now because of movies like Deadpool and Silicon Valley is being played around the world. So he's internationally famous now, and he really can't handle it. I, I'm just telling you, just mm-hmm. he was sitting about two feet from me, and I made eye contact with him several times while, while he was saying these things. He really cannot handle being famous because he has all these people now uh, that, that want his money. They're trying to get his money. He's being sued for a million and a half dollars. I only say that because he said it on the air. He's being mm-hmm. sued for a million and a half dollars, and he said, 
Well, I'd like to know where you're going to come up with a million and a half dollars because I don't have a million and a half dollars. No, he's not being sued for it. He was held ransom for it. Held ransom by who? He didn't say. Yeah, but he said he was going to be sued if they, he didn't pay it. Hmm. That's well, how they held him for ransom. I'm not sure you can sue for not paying ransom, but... I know, but yeah, he's having a lot of trouble with that, with people who want to come up to him. He said half the time people who come up to him, they're overjoyed and they're, you know... They're so they're at the point they're so overjoyed they're intrusive, and then mm -hmm. if he doesn't respond in kind, they get really mad at him and start swearing at him and calling him names and what a jerk he is. Uh, yeah, I guess, well, yeah. Welcome to fame, pal. Yeah, he did. I, I will say he did develop a um, difficult reputation in the industry as well. Um, there were a lot of stories put out by him. I've not worked with him, so you know I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, I thought he was difficult by any means. Um, but it's tough. Once the industry kind of grabs a hold of what your re reputation is, it's hard to get that to turn around. Yeah, and I bet. He's going to have a very big challenge ahead in terms of um, – in terms of turning the narrative around. And, you know, maybe he's also struggling with fame, and, and this happens a lot. People just kind of, like, they struggle with it. They get angry. They kind of are a little bit of jerks. Mm -hmm. um, and they're not surrounding themselves with the right people to help them, to guide them. You need to be hanging out with the people that were there with you when you had zero dollars and were, like, bouncing checks all over the place. Yes. Um, and sometimes it takes the lesson, unfortunately, to realize that, you know, Yes, you're famous. Yes, you have access to things and money and, and cool opportunities. But at the same time, you still have to find some sort of humbleness. <laughs> and you have to be gracious and kind. It's, it's, it's not, fame is not easy. I would never want it, honestly. No, I, I don't think it is. That kind of fame, that international fame where everybody knows, and especially if they think you're funny and clever, then it makes it even worse. Because you well, have to be on all the time. Yeah, you can't be sad. Yep. You can't be angry. I would never, as a female, I'd never want to be in a place where I can't, like, walk into my grocery store in, like, my sweats, no makeup, hair on top of my head. You know what I mean? I want to look like myself sometimes and not be, like, hair and makeup fully done, outfit, like, on mm -hmm. point because I'm yeah. afraid someone's going to take a photo. I understand. We will be right back more with Kristen Burt. We want to hear what you're up to, what you're going to see, what's coming up, all of that great stuff right after this Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with the client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed. And I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so called up the folks at Whiting Clinic, and they helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so... 
I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to reserve today. Space is limited, so don't delay. That's 855-555-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. Oh, January 1st. Better get going on those taxes, Nettie. Hmm. Let's see. Cash Register, Inc. Well, <laughs> that's a business expense, isn't it? I. Oh, but then I do enjoy the smell of this stuff, don't I? <laughs> Better not risk it. Daddy, what do taxes pay for? Oh, why, everything. Policemen, trees, sunshine. And let's not forget the folks who just don't feel like working, God bless them. <laughs> <laughs> There it is, right there from The Simpsons. Those folks just don't feel like, and God bless them. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, Kristen, we're just we're talking about the far leaners, the far right and the far left. They are some interesting folks, aren't they? Uh, they are, and it's uh, you know I have a friend that I'm followed on social media, but I do hang out socially. The second I went to a party over the weekend, the second they start talking about. Bernie Sanders, because they are like a, a strong, strong Bernie bro. Oh, uh, I was like, no, 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 we're having fun. Don't do this. <laughs> isn't he like not, isn't he done pretty much? Yes. He's done forever. He's a thousand by now. Yeah, it's time to uh, get over it, I guess. Because yeah. I know, but you know that the Bernie bros are still saying that had he gotten the nomination, he would have beaten Trump. Oh, and I'm like, no way. <laughs> and then they're saying, you know, the Democratic Party totally fixed the, um, the nomination um, for their party, and that's why Bernie didn't Which get it. Did. And blah, 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 you know, we go on for days about that. But they tweet about it like all day long, and I'm like, I can't. Yeah, that's all they talk about. Well, they can't admit that's they were wrong. wrong. I'm sorry, right. you it, picked the wrong I'm candidate. I'm not sitting here. I yeah. did vote for Hillary. She was right. not my ideal candidate. But again, right. I'm not sitting here going, "Oh my God, Hillary won!" Like, I just we are we are in the present of who is president. And the only thing you can look forward to is elections. Vote people in, vote people out, do what you got to do. I can't well, live in 2016. Well, I will tell you something, Kristen, and, and, and maybe people don't understand this or what the situation is, but because of Donald Trump and the Republicans' new tax plan, Catherine and I have to completely redo our lives because you cannot write off state and local taxes anymore in your federal taxes. I think there's a Correct. cap of $10,000 a year on all of it. Uh, we, I will also tell you in L.A. it's going to be because of the number of write-offs oh. uh, that get eliminated. At Los Angeles, a couple of accountants and articles I've read, they are predicting a recession for Los Angeles and New York City because there's so many people who freelance and things like that. And Chicago and, and I think Minneapolis and St. Paul are going to take a huge hit because yeah. those are the four big-time giveaway spots in the United States. It is yep. New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, obviously Portland, and Minneapolis-St. Paul. Those are the those are the big spots, and we're there are going to be recessions because a lot of money is being taken out of people's pockets by this whole Trump plan. So when everybody goes, "Oh, you're a Trump fan," no, I'm really not a Trump fan. He's going to change my life forever with what he did. Correct. Correct. I don't no, know. I mean we are like. We've been sitting there talking about this, and they're also saying, like, they're trying to plan ahead. My chiropractor was saying this. She was like, 
my you know accountant is trying to plan ahead for what taxes look like for 2018. Oh God! And she, she's like, the tax code, like they they can't even find information on what it's going to look like. No. No, that's the scary part. We don't even know all of it yet. We know the bad stuff that you can't write off. I mean, basically, any house over two hundred $300,000, good luck trying to sell it because people can't write off their property taxes anymore. Yeah. Look at, uh, so uh, it's just like the Affordable Care Act. No one really knew about that until way right. past it was being, way right. beyond when it was passed. And it's interesting that uh, that everybody's saying, well, we have these, increase, in effect, increased taxes in Los Angeles and cities, yep. and these increased taxes are going to cause a recession. Yet whenever a conservative says, you know, if we can reduce taxes, maybe that will help the economy, there's huge pushback. That's true. So it's either one way or the other, either increase in taxes it hurts the economy or increased taxes will benefit the economy. And mm-hmm. it sounds to me like... You can't have it both ways. So, it, 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 you know, so this is, what this is saying is that so many people in the liberal city say, oh, we're going to take a huge hit. Or these big taxes are going to really affect us and push us back. Well, then you should lobby for less taxes. And what we're going to have to. I yeah. mean, that's all there is to it. What's the state tax in California? Somebody told me the top, the top rate in California is 13%. That can't be true. No, that sounds it. too high. That sounds awfully high. Um, well, you have to minimum yeah, is seven point five. Minimum? So I was going to say we're at like nine. I think like. Oh no, you're higher than nine because we're we're at nine. I think we're at nine six here. Uh, twelve point three. Twelve point three. Yeah, Christian, you must be at that level. Are you making five hundred twenty-six thousand dollars a year? Because if you are, you're some. You're gonna get crushed, sister. Crushed. Okay, can you imagine um, that? Let's say you're well, making. Well, and that's the thing. I think what a lot of people too don't realize is that, like the entertainment industry, a lot of it's freelance. It's, a lot of people are not having taxes taken out of their initial oh, paycheck. Oh God! Oh God! Yeah, so this is where everyone's gonna get hit um, big time. So oh, wait. There's an additional 1% if you make a million or more. So the, it is 13. The mental health services tax. Oh, okay. Because California is so well known for its mental health. So 13.3, yeah. 13.3 is a top rate in California. It's so if lot. you make a million dollars a year, you owe the state $133,000 and you cannot write it off your federal taxes anymore any longer. Yeah. That is a massive hit. I'm sorry. I know you're making a million bucks a, a year. It is a massive hit, and we will watch people move out of the state. We already have, you know, a lot of performers that I know have moved to Georgia because a lot of the filming is now done there, and you know they can live in a four bedroom home for you know three hundred fifty thousand dollars, which right. will get you not even a one bedroom condo. So, I mean, why not? Yep. Why not move out of state? And I think we will see this happen quite a bit. This could actually, I'm frightened because this could actually destroy this entire country. It, it, when you talk about it, the top rate federally now is what, 38%? I think he lowered it by 1%. So it's 38% plus the 13.3. So you're at 51.3. And then there are other local taxes too. I bet you the top rate in California when it's all added together, federal, state, and local taxes, I bet you're nearing 60% income tax. If you're a top earner, I bet, for sure. Oh. And if you include sales tax, are you oh, talking God, about those yeah. in local taxes? Because oh, what's a, sales tax is 10% there, 9? 
Yeah, it's like nine seventy-five or something. It's close. Yeah, ten. Yeah, okay, ten. <laughs> Goodness. Oh God! Why don't we just stop working? Why don't we just stop <laughs> Will working? Be God for bless all of us? him. Yeah, yeah we'll just. I mean, you know. maybe that'll be cheaper for all of us. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I really don't know how they're going to pull this off. So if it's ten percent, so you are. So you're oh. at fifty. You're, you're at fifty. Oh, just over fifty-one percent with mm-hmm. the state. Fifty-one three. And state and local. If you if you're a high, high income earner. Yes. If you add ten percent on top of that, that's sixty. Then you have real estate taxes, mm-hmm. which are not uh, you can't cheap. Write there. Those off either. Can't read the real they're estate taxes. Cheap. And then you have all the other ancillary oh. uh, things like car, your car uh, tabs and things like that, which are additional taxes in the guise of uh, legal legal fees. So, man, you are easily at sixty five percent. Yeah, easily. And we you know we just had, they just in, um, up in Sacramento they added a, a gas tax, an additional gas tax, I should say, and um, so it, we're like fifty five percent. Fifty-five cents higher than we were last year um, for gas. It's like a gallon. How much? Yeah, per gallon. Fifty-five cents a gallon more than last year. Yeah, and that's where we're up I, right now. I, Which and that does include like the national increase in gas because gas prices have gone up, but that also includes our gas tax on top. Of well, that. the good. I thing mean, there is a reason people can tease me left and right about driving a Prius, but I'm like, what else would I drive at this point? That's pronounced. Honestly. That's pronounced pious. Don't you watch South Park? Pious. Unless I could have, I don't have a, an electrical outlet in my garage, but if I did, that would be the other thing to do. You don't have an electrical outlet in your garage, and you have a, how do you charge your car? Prius? I don't need to charge my Prius. Oh, you don't charge Priuses? Because I, I, I've had well, two. Well, you can if you have a plug-in Prius, but I have the regular. Uh, oh, you have the regular. Hybrid. Oh, I didn't know there was yeah. a, wait. Well, it's a, if it's a hybrid, it still has electricity. But I think the gas-powered It does, but that is uh, self-charging. Seems counterintuitive. The braking system. Yeah. You need gas oh, in order the to charge. braking system, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the braking yeah, system. The braking system, system because there is a lot of energy wasted in braking. That's, that's, that's in yeah. Formula One, that's KERS. Kinetic Kers. Energy Kers. Recovery System. Oh, Kers. there you go. Yeah, because I've had two 100% electric cars in my life. I've had a Tesla and I've had a Cadillac that was 100% um, electric. Oh, excuse me, the Cadillac was not. The Tesla was, but the Cadillac was was a plug-in, you plugged it in to charge it, but it would also run on gas, but I never ran it yep. on gas, because I don't drive more than a few thousand miles a year anyway. But um, I liked electrical cars. Electric cars are nice. They really They're are. Great. They're great. I love some of the Teslas that are up there on the road. They look fantastic. Yeah, they are nice cars. Yeah. So I, I, uh, but yeah. I, I don't know how they, they're, they're going to expect people in New York and Chicago and Minneapolis-St. Paul and Portland and Los Angeles and San Francisco to pay all these taxes. That they're going to all go under. I mean, they, they're going to go out of business. No, I, honestly, like, it, I was joking with a friend, but I was like, if someone offered me a job out of state, like a good on-camera job that I would like, I would totally take it because I know we're all going to get hit here in California. But what would your husband think? Um, as long as he was in a city that um, he could still do some of his work, he'd be fine. I mean, we couldn't move to, like, a really small, tiny town. We'd have to move to, like... Well, he's an actor, isn't he? Yeah, so we'd have to move to, like, in Atlanta, a Chicago. Well, Chicago's going to be stuck with that, but Atlanta would be a really good spot for Atlanta us. would be really good, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my mom's there, too, so I wouldn't be opposed to that. Ooh, well, there you go. Hey, if you, go, if you, if you move to Atlanta, are you, you're not a vegetarian, are you? Nope. Okay, good. Because there's a when you go to Atlanta to look for a new house, there's a place called Bones up in Buckhead. You have to go to. Mm, it's like a good. it's like 138 years old, and you're still allowed to smoke in part of it if you want because it's grandfathered in. 
Now, I don't like smoke around my food, but there's something kind of cool about that. I know. know. (laughs) It is kind of weird how a restaurant can't say, I mean, you know, it's their property. Why can't they say that it's okay to smoke in it? I don't know. Can't do it. As long as it says, you know. You can't, you can't, in California, you can't smoke within 20 feet of the entrance of a building. Yeah, that's right. So 20 feet, Kristen? Yes, yes, that's correct. Well, I mean, the outside makes sense because then people would be passing by it and everything. But if it's in a restaurant and people know that it's a smoking area, then, you know, it's like, it's not like anyone's going to go in there and be like, oh, geez, I I didn't know there was going to be smoke here. Did you know the biggest offenders, why that started in the first place, to move away from, uh, entrances to buildings you know where it started the biggest offenders nurses smoking outside of hospitals oh Oh, they smoke you guys love love the old ads where like one in five doctors say that marlboro or the best when when i was in medical school people still smoked on the floor Staffed oh, it really? and and patients said yes, and it, it, there, there was one story that I heard that was and I don't want to I won't mention the name, but he, he would walk in to the intensive care unit with a lit cigarette and active oxygen flowing oh my God. with the patient. And oh he, my God! He would cut he would he would cup his cigarette, hold it behind his back, and sort of stick his head in the door and says, "Jane, are you doing okay? How are you getting along? It looks pretty. You're looking pretty good. Got good color there. You're looking pretty good." And you could see if you looked at him from the front. You could see the curl of smoke coming up behind his head from <laughs> the burning cigarette. Well, I remember That's Frank. Amazing. I remember Frank Butel used to be the sports reporter on Channel 11. Let's now go to the sports desk with Frank Butel. And as he do the sports, you could see the smoke billowing up from under the desk because his ciggy was in the ashtray. <laughs> He couldn't smoke on the air, but the smoke was coming up from behind the desk. <laughs> like, if you can't go without nicotine for, I you know, know, two hours, just, like, get some dip or something. <laughs> you don't have to but smoke. But don't you remember, um, like, the old Johnny Carson shows? If you watch any of, oh. like, the clips on YouTube now, yeah. it's kind of cool that they would have, like, a drink right there at the desk. They'd be smoking. And no one was, like, throwing out their trailers and, like, promoting something. They just went on Johnny Carson to talk with Johnny Carson. Yeah, it certainly felt a lot more... Um, Casual. We are living in a very uncasual society right now. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. Christian, do you ever, you ever have a, th- a thought to smoke a cigarette or a cigar or one of those brown kind of little cigars when you're having to drink, maybe when you're in Vegas or something? A cigarillo? No, I'm not interested in smoking whatsoever. Were you ever a smoker? No, I was never a smoker. I'm like, I think I've smoked weed like twice and it makes me paranoid. And so I'm not a good drug person. It's like, it's, it's just not something. I'm like, I like a good glass of wine. I like a good margarita. But I can't even drink that much because I'm not that tall. It, it has no place to go. I suppose that's true, yeah. And Gen X and after were uh, hammered since birth about, you know, you smoke a cigarette and you're dead. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're all kind of that's a little, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't smoke either, and I'm sure that if I ever smoked one cigarette, then I would... Be the guy that gets lung cancer from his first cigarette. That'd be good. <laughs> we'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable. It stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than fifty percent off his four-pack special. 
which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Take a We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt in Los Angeles looking to get the hell out. Wants to move to Atlanta. Move to Florida. No income tax. Yeah, they don't have any income tax. Yeah, I'd have to live near my brother. Uh, oh, that's right. Your, your loving brother. Uh, move to Palm Beach. I don't think he'd fit in there. Why don't you, why don't you do the four-hour dash up to Vegas? You know, I have a friend that um, she got a morning job um in las vegas and she was originally going to kind of move back and forth and come back to la and then her and her husband was working here he's a lawyer and then they just realized you know what this makes so much more sense for us to move to vegas and they did they left the state and they're really it. happy in, in nevada oh yeah. sure yeah a lot of great a lot of great things to say about vegas if you live near the strip you can walk to the airport yeah. only <laughs> only city in the awesome. united states that you yeah. can do that i you wish i could walk to the airport yeah yeah, What's the that? airport's such a pain. In it. Yeah, oh, getting there is oh, god-awful. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Um, it's like you guys, can we talk about that crazy sex cult that's happening? Oh, yeah. Um, I thought you were involved. What's... Oh, yeah, because you know me. You know, I'm trying to recruit... You, you know, know me, I've been trying to recruit Catherine. Yeah, and exactly. For that women's mentoring program, wink, wink. Oh, actually, um, <laughs> what was her name? Um, Allison Mack. Allison Mack. I saw a tweet of hers. Um, let's see if I can find it. Is the girl crazy? Let's see. Yeah, here we go. Um, at M. Watson. I'm a fellow actress like yourself and involved in an amazing <laughs> women's movement I think you'd dig. I'd love to chat if you're open. What? Like they're going to get like super Emma Watson to join a cult. Yeah, she, tri- yeah, she actively tried to... Uh, recruit her so that was she tried to recruit who emma watson she tried to recruit emma watson to join a sex cult well i mean she's super about women's empowerment and this is a female century yep she branded and get happy are lucky enough to have sex with the charismatic leader 
And, oh, and, you, get, and you get branded. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You get branded yeah. KR. With his initials or whatever it is. It nope. is KR. Isn't no it? extra charge. Something, and that lovely burning flesh smell that they would wear masks because it would smell so bad. Oh, Wouldn't it smell good? Like cooking bacon? No. no. Burning human flesh. No, it good. doesn't smell so good. No, I, you mm. know, whenever you do surgery, you have that odors around mm-hmm. frequently because of the cautery. And no, it doesn't smell so good. No. Uh, that's weird. Yeah, I just had a trip to the dent. And, yeah, that, it, and same thing. And that was some cauter- they were oh, God, yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> stuff in my mouth. And it was like, Aah! That's one of Bill Cosby's best bits back in the days before he was a rapist. <laughs> Remember, he was, I went to the dentist, and I looked up, and I went, Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Smoke coming out of my face. Oh, my God. At what? Kelly Clarkson, I heard through the grapevine you're a fan of Smallville. I'm a fan of yours as well. I'd love to <gasps> chat sometime. Uh-oh. At Kathy Jensen, would love to chat that's with KJ. a fellow change maker. No, that's, uh, this is someone else. No, but the the initials they put on with or is KJ, I think. Oh. Well, Kathy Jensen is, I don't know who that is, but she tweeted at her, too. So, yeah, she was active on Twitter saying, hey, come join my uh, movement. And I do mean movement. When you guys were talking about it at first, I thought you were talking about R. Kelly. Oh, yeah. R. Kelly had his sex call, Well, he's got his own sex call. Right. There's a bunch going around. If you're open to this, like, you so susceptible for cults, yeah. cults and not even realize what hit you well there are so many landmarks a big one yeah i mean you think about landmark i also call um tony robbins a little bit of a cult because yeah. he's really really into it yep. um i don't think he's as dangerous per se as like because i think a lot of people get some good things out of it but he's very expensive you travel to locations like you're on the beach in you know st thomas or wherever and you don't even see the beach because he keeps you there for 15 hours in a conference room i say as long as there's no like you know, sex with dear leader, then it's not that bad. Well, it is Correct. that bad. So, didn't Tony Robbins, didn't he used to do the fire walk thing? He still does. Oh, he still does the fire walk. He still does, and there's been plenty. I know, like, certain locations, like, you know, where, like, 30 people wind up going to the hospital because their bottoms of their feet are burned. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You have to know how to do it, yeah. You can't walk across it. You have to, like, kind of do this dance. Yeah. Like, you, your feet can't touch the ground for more than a split second at a time. But My a lot yeah. of people think it's just like, you know, if you have the willpower, you can literally casually walk over it. How? <laughs> no. How does your willpower overrule fire well, on skin? Well, there's a, it's a, there's a trick to it. Now, the coals, oh, the, those coals, the glowing coals do not have a high, they're hot, but they don't have a high specific heat. Okay. So so it's not like picking up a, a white hot stone yeah, or a white no. hot piece of steel. That's what's different. So you can walk across them quickly. And the soles of your feet are really thick. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the thing is, you can get burnt, but usually the burns are not that bad. In fact, it's really hard to get really a bad burn on oh, your palms. It's only a first-degree burn. Yeah, I mean, but come still. Come on. Yeah, you're sore. But, it, but if, if they, you get burnt, man, you're one sore sore puppy for a while. Yeah, I can't imagine having burn blisters on my feet. <laughs> Never walk. Ugh. Don't walk for Ouch. a week. No, thanks. I have second-degree burns before, and those are the uh, worst. That waitress, oh my god, they're the worst. The waitress spilled a hot, uh, oh my god, catering dish of hot water all over the front of me. Ow, man! Oh, Uh, it's bad. Yeah, third degree. I can't imagine what third degree is. Third degree degree is awful. uh, Doesn't even really hurt that much, because it destroys the nerve endings so quickly. 
you really don't even feel it. Yep. Second degree is the one that hurts the most because yeah, it right. burns down to the nerve endings, but it doesn't burn the nerve endings. So Ooh. lucky you. Oh well, lucky me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but third degree, you need the you need the grafting and well, all that yeah, sort of I mean, stuff to heal it, it up. Yeah. It doesn't hurt, but you're oh, that still hurts. that hurts. Oh well. <laughs> oh yeah. God, the skin grafting. You have to constantly uh, scrub the skin off so it doesn't scab over. God, I can't even imagine. More. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of skin, I actually thought of a question for you yesterday. Me? Yes. Or Kristen? Kristen? You, you know about skin. Yeah, well, yeah, that I'll too. Yeah, skin, yeah. Um, if I were to get a skin graft from a black person, would that skin become white or would it stay black? <laughs> it would fall off. Mostly. Uh, it, well, I mean, let's say they somehow were. It depends a match. on how thick the graft is and how many of the melanophores. It probably would. It's interesting. It, probably, it may bleach out, but it's not just because. It just has to do with how it's a trauma to the uh, uh, cells that uh, contain the pigment, the melano. So it's not. It's not like they like adapt to the no. host like no. an organ does. No, no, because they're there. The, the melanocytes and melanophores are in the piece of skin, mm. but it wouldn't last anyhow because. Yeah, you got to be a genetic match. That's right. Well, there was that guy who got a kidney from the black guy got a kidney from his white high school buddy. Not buddy. Yeah. They didn't well, even like high school each acquaintance. Other. Yeah. yeah. Well, they yeah. just happened to be a match. That's like right. The biggest freak chance in the world because it really is unusual to be a match with someone who's not the same race as you. In really? Fact, yeah. Biracial people have an extremely hard time getting organs. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And 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 many people who are black are not. There's a lot of. Uh, racial mixing uh, you know through slavery through interactions uh, outside slavery as well so that's that really messes with the genetics and it's hard for people of color particularly black people to get uh, matches it's a sad sad thing oh well, you better back off the booze JB. <laughs> my dad had a kidney transplant did he mm-hmm. he didn't uh, get it from one of, he refused to take it from any of his children oh he did yeah oh, it's not too he, surprising he just Flat out told us yeah. it's not coming from any of you. Wasn't now when they do a kidney transplant, do they remove the two you have? Because nope. they no, not, no, unless unless there's a problem that well, yeah. a metabolic problem with the kidney. So if they're giving if your kidneys are giving you the disease is giving you high blood pressure, then they do an nephrectomy to get rid of that problem. But when you have kidney kidney failure, typically that's not that's an unusual, it'd be a very unusual situation. You just leave the other kidneys there; they're not working anyhow. That's just and so you, weird to me. They just leave some yeah. dying organ in you. But but, you, but the kidney that they put in go they put it in your groin. Rather than where the other kidney is. Okay. Because when, um, when they did his autopsy, they said he had two kidneys, and we were all like, yeah. huh? They just I leave didn't know they really put it in a different location. Yeah. Well, there's put, no room. You put it in a different location because of, of the ease of, of the surgery. Uh, the, mm-hmm. uh, the artery vein and the ureter that has to be going to the bladder is easy yeah. there. And if you need to biopsy it, it's right there. You're not digging around. You know, it's not a complex. But many times during rejection or a suspect rejection, you have to biopsy it as well. Wow. So, yeah, wow. So, a, well, a failed, a failed kidney still does a small amount of work, right? So, I mean, technically speaking, it's still doing something. It's just not doing enough. Yeah, but, I mean, but sometimes they, they are just completely shot. They're not doing anything. Just I don't mean, do anything at all. Yeah, it's, In that case, why don't they necrotize? Well, they do. They just sort of atrophy. Oh, they, or they just if they have get... polycystic kidneys, then they have these just big cysts that are in them, and it destroys the parenchyma. Though they yeah. can't uh, filter the filter the urine. Man, who that's kind of kind of serious. Kristen, <laughs> I, I, quick question, quick question. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Are you here? Solo, uh, Deadpool three, 
or Infinity Wars? Which one's going to be the best? I'm going to say Infinity Wars just because I love Robert Downey Jr., so I'm there for that. Oh, cool. Yeah. So what's Solo? Han Solo. The Han Solo story. Oh, it's Han, Han Solo. Solo. So, okay. it's, it's, it's so interesting. So many of these uh, superhero movies or the fantasy movies or whatever you want to call comic book movies, they, they have, they'll start a franchise, and then they'll, they're doing backstory movies uh, explaining things in the original movie, yeah. which is a very – Fascinating uh, marketing play, and people just eat them up. Well, how many really? times have they done Batman's origin story? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they yeah. had that like four times in the past twenty years. Well, they've done the same thing with Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. They've done mm-hmm. him three, four times. It's like, okay, we get it. We know how he came. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, I'm always like, I don't need to see it again. I just stop at a certain point. Yeah, it is kind of weird because, well, I mean, Batman's origin story changes a little bit. But Spider-Man's really doesn't. It's just you know he goes to the uh, museum or whatever, gets bit, and now he's spider-man it's like the, the formula <laughs> is yeah but with batman i know um one of them he went to that weird like ninja place in the mountains oh, or yeah. something yeah and then in one of them in batman i think that was the dark knight and then in batman begins i don't even remember anymore you guys get out of the house once in a while. <laughs> well, I mean, Batman God. Begins was like, what, a decade ago? So. Do <laughs> people have jobs? Plenty of time to watch two job. movies. Honestly, God. I, see, I've never been a fan of the superhero movies, the comic book movies. I just don't like them. Not anymore, really. Well, I, it's too I have, similar. I have a younger brother who, every time I turn around, he has a new trailer on his Facebook page. Yeah. Of some superhero movie or something, some comic book this or that or the other. Well, as long as you don't keep watching every single one of them and get burned out on them, then, you know, it's probably the best way to go about things. So, I want to know if any movie's coming out that I would want to see. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I know. I was like, I told Catherine, I think last week, I'm like, I can't wait to, like, find a movie that I know Tom is going to totally hate and then send him to it. Like, that's my goal in life. (laughs) Well, you already did it with The Quiet Place, so that... (laughs) I know. You know what I'm, I'm going to do, though? Because I, I think there's a series you're going to like, and I mean this in all honesty and, like, sincerity. Um, on Thursday, I'm going to see the premiere of um, the new Benedict Cumberbatch Showtime uh, limited series called Patrick Melrose. Oh, yeah? What's yeah, that all about? it's based on a um, British book, but um, it's about a very well-to-do guy, but it kind of follows his life. He had a traumatic childhood. He then has, like, massive substance abuse um, when he lives in New York City, and then he kind of, like, has to go back home to the U.K. and sort of recover. But it's supposed to be really, really good, um, kind of, like, funny, dark at the same time. Um, and I think it's five episodes altogether. So I'm going to see both Patrick and the premiere on Thursday. If you tell me it's wonderful, I'm not going to believe you. <laughs> what if I say it's, like, okay? Would you then I watch know it? it's really bad. I think it's going to be really good. I, I'm, a, I'm a big Benedict Cumberbatch fan. I'll give it a whirl. By the way, right. Joe from uh, Louisville and I want to start a, instead of a fire walk, we want to do a Lego walk. <laughs> yes. That's, that, that's, that's more painful. Have you ever stepped on a Lego? Yes, I have. Oh, Remember, man. I, have, I have kids. Yeah. Legos scattered on a ceramic floor. <laughs> The Lego. Come Lego walk with me. <laughs> what do you think, Kristen? 
Oh my, those are way more painful. I'd rather go through a burn than have like, a sharp <laughs> corner of a Lego in between my toes. Oh. Legos are uh, Lincoln Logs. Those oh, are I love Lincoln Logs. Those those are the best. Oh, God. And only the single ones. Only right. the single little ones. Yeah. Mm. One of my favorite stories on The Tonight Show was Bobby Goldsboro. Remember that guy? And honey, I mm-hmm. miss you, that guy. Yeah. He came on the Johnny Carson Show and Johnny said, I heard you had to have stitches because of some weird thing. He goes, yeah, I did. So, well, what happened? He said, I had gotten up in the middle of the night and I was hungry, so I made myself a bowl of Rice Krispies and I ate them. And it was the middle of the night, so I wasn't careful about what I was doing. I got up in the morning and I was walking across the kitchen floor and one of the Rice Krispies had had stuck to the floor and hardened and sliced open the bottom oh. of my foot. <laughs> No. No. That sounds terrible. Ow. Kristen, when are you going to start doing the whole three hours? Let's go. When you pay me a million dollars so I can take 60% of it to Sacramento here in California. I love the idea. <laughs> really great talking to you. You too. Talk <laughs> to you guys Thanks, Kristen. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back part two in just a couple of minutes. Tom Bernard Show.